Hey, what is up? This is James Allen with MPI Radio. I am your host. And today we have a very cool guest. Uh, this is someone pretty unique to me. I've never had anybody about this topic that we're going to get into. Um, so yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be fun. This is Roshana Price. She is a coach, a speaker, an author, and a radio personality. She's known as the giver of awesomeness, which is awesome because awesome is like one of my favorite words. She's a fierce advocate for people who experience bullying and she, her, her focus is on to help the clients that she works with actually repair their heart and mind and then define themselves in the process. So she has a passion for helping people understand why bullies come into their lives. So actually why the people come into their lives and the lessons learned when they leave. So it's like a, Oh, this is going to be, this is going to be so much fun. But her uh, popular iHeartRadio show, Awesomeness in Action, is a powerful, powerful platform where people get to share their personal stories and overcome adversity and uh, changing negative impacts into the awesomeness or into awesomeness. I love the awesomeness. So uh, this woman has done a lot of stuff. She resides in York County. South Carolina area with her husband, two beautiful children, and a dog. She's a lover of superhero movies and CrossFit workouts. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I Yeah, seriously. Hello. I love CrossFit. I've been doing CrossFit for like three years, almost four years actually, but my gym actually just shut down due to COVID. So very unfortunate. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. there are a lot wrong. of gyms. Yeah. It's yeah, it's sad. So I I actually had the privilege of working out with a huge CrossFit star. If you've ever watched the show Big Brother, um, Christmas Abbott is oh, yeah. one of the yeah. So Chris, so I went to that gym when we lived in Raleigh. We worked out together. She's a great lady. Like love her. So love CrossFit. Like she helped my husband and I really get into it. Her and Brandon, who own the Invoke CrossFit, that was the gym we went to. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's I love it. Yeah, and then with COVID, we built our own gym because that's kind of what you have to do in the garage. Yeah, <laughs> yes. they have some cool equipment. They have like the Rogue, like uh, it's like made for garages. I don't know if you guys have that, but it just like folds out and it has like the full rig with the bullet bar and bench press and everything. So that's exactly what we have. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Um, let me turn that off. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so this is awesome. But no, you are the first person I've ever had on here to talk about bullying. Uh, and I think it's a really serious topic, uh, which is why I'm really excited for this because people think like, some people may think like, oh, bullying is not really as prevalent now, especially like with COVID because we're not actually in person, uh, but mm-hmm. it's still bullying. Like there's still online forms of bu- bullying and whatnot. So I'm kind of interested to hear what your take is on uh, bullying. Why, why would you choose bullying as your, your expertise? What, like, what kind of led you to that point? It chose me, really. I ended up leaving my last full-time job three years ago because I was bullied at work by my boss and got to a point where I was super sick. Like my blood pressure was 157 over 87. I mean, I was having stomach pain, bowel issues, all the signs of stress and anxiety. And for me at the time, I thought, I'm just getting old. <laughs> like, what is happening? I'm falling apart. Like, I'm not even 40. And my life, my body, it's all just starting to fall apart. And I'm working out. I was doing CrossFit. I was eating semi healthy, trying to make good decisions, sleeping at night, all of that. And I just couldn't get my body to respond. Mm-hmm. And when I went to the doctor, the doctor was like, well, what's going on at work? And 
I had gotten a new boss and my new boss was coming for me, just like right from the beginning, just coming for me, everything from like that email, what you said that didn't work, you know, like you need to say it differently to in public meetings, like yelling at me, this is what, look at me when I'm talking to you. That was like one wow. of the things, yeah. And I thought it was just adulting, right? Like, this is what you have to do. I was a executive director or senior director. So at a pretty high level, I had a team. Some people would say the big girl job or the big guy job that you go to school for, and you're supposed to do. Mm. And I was miserable. And when I started talking to people after I resigned and left, there was a trend that existed, that behavior existed within that bully, that boss, she had done that before to other people. And then I had to start looking at the pattern in my life. And I had been bullied as a child. I had been bullied in college, I, right? Like, so I started to figure out like, what's the pattern? I have an engineering degree. I'm like, there's always a pattern. I can mm -hmm. find it. Right. And that's what I did. Wow. Very yeah. cool. I mean, it's unfortunate that you got bullied like that, but what, what would you say like constitutes bullying? Cause she was like yelling in your face and whatnot, but what like really classifies someone as a bully? So I classify any bully as an awesomeness dealer. People that see your gift and they see your talent and they come for it and they want to use it against you in some way. Mm -hmm. So there's five that I talk about in my book that are characters because I love superheroes. And so at a different time, so after I left my job, a year later, I found myself in another relationship, a business relationship where I was being bullied. And this time I didn't know it because the relationship was actually fairly good until it wasn't. It was a lot of gaslighting, a lot of where, and so that's where someone gets really angry after you ask a question or do something. And I started to see this pattern of deception. So one of the characters that I call an awesomeness dealer is the deceiver. And deceivers intentionally hold back information as a way to control you. And that's bullying. We don't call it that. We call it like being a bad partner or being someone who's on a team that's not collaborative. But the truth is, is that they're bullying because you know you've encountered any kind of bully when afterwards you're like, I'll play small. I won't do that again. You avoid that person. You kind of have a workaround of the sorts. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's bullying. Right. I call it the turtle, like the turtle effect where you're like, I can just hide. Yeah, you just want to curl up in a ball. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. a lot of people suffer in their lives or think like, well, this is just how it is. Right. Yeah. Like you said earlier, like adulting. adulting. No, I, I was never... Well, I didn't think that I was bullied ever. There was one kid when I was in like, like fourth grade, I think, mm -hmm. who would bully on me. And he was like the sixth grader. Um, but other than that, I didn't really get like pushed around or picked on. Mm -hmm. And like hearing you talk, it's like looking back, there were many times actually that I did get bullied. You know, and that's like my whole thing is being unshakably confident in yourself, mm -hmm. your dreams and your teams. Like you got to be, I believe that like confidence is the key. You know, it's, it's confidence in your decisions, confidence in just laying things out, knowing that you have the game plan, you've done the troubleshooting, those kind of things that constitutes the confidence. And, um, yeah, there were a lot of people that would shake my confidence and it was the emotional kind of aspect. And I think when, when I think like bullying or when you hear that word, kind of like the natural thought that comes up is someone just kind of like pushing the kid against like the locker. It seems like it's locker room kind of stuff, you know, but yeah. it's interesting just to hear that you were in like corporate you know, mm -hmm. in the corporate world and getting bullied like crazy. 
and it, yeah, it's a really that emotional toll. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's how it steals people's awesomeness because ultimately it's not being pushed up against lockers. No, right. but it is being feeling like you're being backed into a corner to go with what everybody else is saying or feeling minimized, which is another character and minimizers get joy out of making you feel small. And so they come for you on a daily basis. They look for you. It's like a drug. It's a high. You have something that they need. Mm -hmm. They see you doing something great. Like you're doing your podcast, James. And there's somebody constantly coming to be like, well, so what are you doing with your podcast? So that they can ask questions and then later on be like, so why are you doing that? Or using it in another setting where they're taking your ideas and like, oh, well, James is doing that. And so then they repackage it without giving you credit. That's, mm-hmm. that's still bullying. And it makes, it, it weighs a toll emotionally. Right. And that's what we don't talk about a lot of times, especially as adults. It's like, well, that, you know, bullying's for kids or that happens in cyberspace. It's when people say mean things. It's not always. Sometimes they're actually smiling in your face. But what they're doing behind the scenes mm-hmm. creates a pattern and an undercurrent for someone else that makes them think that they aren't good enough or to your point, that they have a lack of confidence in what their abilities are. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I'm just, you know, kind of thinking like what, what leads someone to be that way? Like your, your boss, you know, or your last boss or old boss that you had that would bully on you. Um, were the things that you kind of learned about her? Like how'd you kind of handle that situation? So I actually don't actually talk about her at all. That's her story. What I realized is that the reason that any bully comes and when they come to you, they're choosing you for a reason because you have the awesomeness. I have the awesomeness. Mm -hmm. What I realized, even with the phrase, look at me when I'm talking to you, was the beginning of me understanding that my presence matters. The only reason someone can ever even say something mean to you and direct it towards you is because they're thinking about you. So if you have a bully and you're listening out here, you're memorable. The fact that they keep coming for you is a fact that you're memorable. Like you should be exhausted. You're running through their mind and they're thinking about you a whole lot more than you're thinking about them. That's the first thing. And the second thing is the things that they're saying and doing to you are actually, I know to be breadcrumbs that are leading you to your gift and talent. Mm -hmm. The thing that they're teasing you about even the worst things like, oh my gosh, you look terrible, you're ugly. Well, maybe to them, you have a unique look and there is someone in the world that's looking for that unique look. And now you have to go and find that place because that's your awesomeness. That's your gift, that's your talent and you have to give it to the world. Right, yeah, I actually, um, I had kind of an interesting experience where I worked at a bar for a while and it was fun, like it was like, a freaking poppin club that we would work out on weekends. And there was this one guy that was there and I thought he was just someone that worked there. turns out he's like my manager dude, but no one ever told me he was. Uh And it's like, how am I supposed to know that you're like the manager guy? Not that I would like treat him differently or anything, but it's like, um, you know, I like would definitely like prioritize exactly what he said compared to just like thinking he was like a colleague. It can sound kind of like wrong to say that, but anyway, he, um, ended up like talking behind my back a lot and like he was bullying me in a way but like I'm like not to be boastful I'm just like I'm a big dude and he was like a really like small dude so I don't know if that like played on insecurity or something you know and I worked hard like I I thought I was like one of the the best barbacks because that's what I started doing was barbacking because I wanted to get to bartending and this guy had been there for like three years doing barbacking and um 
he saw that I would hustle. And then I end up like, long story short, I end up having a conversation because the boss had to quote unquote talk to me. And I'm like, what am I getting like fired? Like everybody says like, I, I kick ass here. You know, I'm one of like the best workers because I work hard because I want to show like, hey, if I work hard, then I'll be able to get promoted quicker. So I thought, and it actually turned around and kind of bit me in the ass where I uh, talked with the the main boss and he was like saying like, yeah, there's people like on the team talking about you uh, saying that like you would just leave boxes behind the bar that um, you didn't, that you were like really hard to get along with. And I'm like, dude, I'm probably the quietest guy here. I just kind of show up and do my work and, you know, hang out. And I always had a good relationship with everybody. It was like all this like distorted messages. It was like ridiculous. Like, I always, I'm smart enough and I have enough common sense to keep the work area clean. Like I worked in construction work and this is after I left constructions. Like if you didn't keep your cart clean, you got like, like someone yeah. would get mad yeah. because like it ruins production, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing in like the bar setting. So, um, and at, at long story short, I ended up finding out that it was him the whole time that was just like feeding the boss's mind. Mm -hmm. Cause the boss was never even there. I'm like, how would you even know? And uh, no matter what I said, they just got rid of me. They ended up replacing someone else. Yeah, it was it was weird and really yeah. unethical the way that they handled it. But that was a form of bullying in my life. Yeah, it's, a, it's the deceiver coming to life. And there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes that you can find yourself going like, what's going on? You can almost feel crazy a little bit like, what is happening? I don't understand. It's as if a movie is playing out and you're like, I, I'm a character in a movie. And I don't even know what's happening. When you're really doing well, it can feel like you're winning at a game that you don't even know you're playing. Mm -hmm. And the other person is so mad that they just keep coming for you. And you're like, I'm just doing my thing. Like, right. I don't, I'm, I'm just showing up doing what I do best, which is working hard, putting yourself out there. You had a process being in, in construction. I used to be in manufacturing. And so understanding like, there's a process and Kaizen and like just in time and all of these things that allow you to have tools. Like there, when you know that you can translate that into any arena. And so yeah, it's just I, uh, all the things that you did. Yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is too, like I have a ebook called the total confidence blueprint, which I turned into like an actual program where I just really made an audio book program version, but it makes it convenient. Uh, but one of the chapters is passing the challenges of life. And I talk about, people, you know, there's like people. And then there's also just life in general, like the random things that happen in your life when you go into a meeting and your car breaks down, you hit every single stoplight and you're yeah. like, why is this happening? Kind of how to, how I handle those situations anyway, to uh, maintain my confidence and not lose it, you know, and uh, bullying. It's, it's definitely like a chapter now that I think about talking with you about that bullying aspect. And um, it comes from like my roots, which is the four agreements of not taking things personally that other people do. And something I think that's interesting in kind of navigating this terrain of bullying, if you're the one getting bullied, at least listening to this right now, is you have to develop the ability of not taking things personally. Because I realized when I was 17, like looking back on it now in this conversation, that yes, I was getting bullied and that's what I wanted confidence for. So I couldn't get bullied. I could be unshakable and not like crumble under people's pressure. Mm -hmm. even if they were just joking you know if it was like joke bullying just to like make me stronger yeah. I think that's that's the way I see it is that it's a test that people put you through whether it's your friends family spouse your coworkers, your boss uh it's it's like yeah it's an opportunity to grow that confidence and to not take things personally and by us taking things personally it's actually like the most selfish thing that we can do because if someone acts out like that you think like oh it must be me 
you know, you end up thinking like thinking about me, it's gotta be me, even if it's not necessarily you, it doesn't have to be. Some people can act out on you and it's not even about you. It's about them and they just see you and say, I'm going to take it out on this person because there's Mm. people you don't even know that take it out on you, but you instantly think, oh, it must be me. And that's like a form of selfishness because you're thinking it's all about you. But not taking things personally was like the biggest protector of me, like mental protector. And even during that time with that, that guy behind the bar, I just didn't take it personally. I mean, it was frustrating. I did take it personally to an extent where it's just like, what the heck? Like, why me? Like I was doing a great job, you know, but then it kind of led to me just forgiving him and having compassion towards him. I think these are, these are tools at least that help me. Yeah. Yeah. I see every bully as a gift. Yeah. So when they come, they are a gift because they illuminate the inner gift and talent that you have there. It's an opportunity for you to see yourself differently because they're choosing you for a reason. The fact is, is that as I listen to your story from the lens that I have, the thing that I believe is that ultimately you were doing something that is the thing that you do well, and now you do it across different platforms. You organize and put content together. That's the same type of thing that you were doing in the bar setting that you were doing in the construction setting. Right. It's just a different landscape. And when we stop and say, this is happening to me, and this is now happening for me, mm-hmm. and change it from the two to the four, this is happening for me. And yeah. I can be grateful that this person came like, yeah, it's painful and it's annoying. And sometimes it's just like, really? But then once you get past that, you can get to a place where you're like, all right, here's my lesson. I'm getting ready to learn because it's going to help me be successful somewhere else. Right. Um, In your bio, as I was reading it, something interesting that I want you to kind of unpack is that you said uh, you explained to people why bullies come into our life. Mm-hmm. why is it that bullies show up in our life? Is it some universal thing? Is it like, what, what is the, the real meaning behind it you believe? Yeah, I believe they come because it's time for you to do the next thing. So the bully comes to help you know that there's something inside of you. It may be deep, it may be hidden, it may be buried, it may be dormant, and it's time for it to come out. It's, it's the sign that they see a part of you that maybe you don't see or you take it for granted because you just do it so easily. Like a couple of examples are the teasing. We talked about that, like the small teasing of like, oh, you're always organizing things. Like you just like things so neat. That little, little bit of teasing and everybody's like, yeah, you're the one that's always going to clean up and organize is the beginning of someone birthing a business because their gift, their awesomeness is in the ability to organize things and categorize things. And people pay a lot of great money for that, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, and it's that, it's the understanding that it could be something as small as the teasing all the way to the name calling, the physical, like you look so different, you're so not like us is the beginning of, oh, well, if I'm not like you, then that's great. That means I stand out. That means I'm memorable. That means I have something. And rather than dwelling on the fact that they said it and what's going on with them, because we spend a lot of times, especially in news and media, talking about the bully, ultimately, we should just be talking about the person it happened to because that bully is choosing them for a reason. And the bully might not even know it. It just means like, oh, every time they come, they make me feel bad. That's what the bully is saying. And the other person is like, well, I don't even know I'm making you feel bad. I'm just doing my thing. And you're doing your thing is what you need to go and do right. for the world in a yeah. broader way. Yeah, 
No, I love that. I think it is important. I think it's a huge perspective change, you know, cause that's what we do as coaches, you know, give people new perspectives. That's really like the business right there. Um, and the better we get at that, the, the better the job is, you know, the better results that people get having different, cause it's like all these different toolkits or tools that we have in our toolkit. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's a huge perspective change is that the bullies are there for a reason. And just like, even if you just thought about that, like this person's in my life for a reason to help me grow. That's like, that's, I think that's a huge step. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of thinking, yeah, it's a whole for me instead of to me aspect. Yes. Yeah. They're coming for you. Right. And they're, they're going to show you a part of you that for some people, they really have just been taking it for granted. The thing that they do, you said you're a big guy and your size and your stature is something that maybe you've taken for granted because it just is right. Like you've been this way, you've grown up this way. Like, yeah. You just are. And yes, there are people that are going to hate on that. And that's also, that's them. However, for you, because you have this stature, what would you do with the stature? How do you change and shift an atmosphere just because you walked into it? Mm -hmm. Because you have this stature. Right. Yeah. That's bringing your awesomeness out. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's, I think we're very aligned because- I believe that like real true confidence and unshakable confidence is you being 100% authentically you. Absolutely. And when you, when you can like accept and trust that I'm just being me, then like nothing can really rock you off your boat. Mm-hmm. And that's like these people, like it's, it's insecurities. That, 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 that's like the number one thing that crushes relationships, whether intimate or just like friends or business relationships is insecurities that people have. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, yeah, it's what it just in that story alone, but it's not just that story. It's everybody's story where someone acts out like that is that, yeah, they see your awesomeness and they're intimidated by it. And then they will like do things to try and sabotage you. And I mean, with my, with like my chapter where it's uh, passing the challenges of life, like, yes, that's, that's one of the challenges of life is people and they come into your life and they want to try and undermine you or make you seem less than or something. And you have to be stronger than that and be unshakable. And the way that you do that is by being authentically you, you know, knowing exactly, I want to do this with my life. This is the person that I want to be. And then just being that person to the best of your ability. Is there times where you get shook? Yes. But it's through those times that we get shook and then overcoming and reassessing and looking back that we're able to become unshakable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And some of the people are in our lives because like their parents, their siblings, right? Like they're, they just, they're yeah. people that are in our lives and understanding they too have a reason. And also they can, you can put them in a place where it's like, watch the show. You're here. And so just take a seat and watch because I'm going to go shine because that's what I do. Yeah. What's a common thread that you see um, with your, your clients in kind of like a common thing that you, you, consistently teach them in making this process because now we've kind of understood that like yes this is a bully in my life maybe they people listening can be like yes that's absolutely a bully um what's kind of the stepping stone or a bit of the process of that you take people through when you coach them yeah so the first thing i help my clients do is one recognize holy cow this person's in my life or they were in my life and then we go through the process of helping them heal any of the places where the bully got to them because it happens and the words do stick. And if you've been bullied for a long period of time, or if the bully was a parent or a sibling and you grew up in that environment, that language pattern exists and it's internal dialogue. 
So the way that you talk to yourself or the way that I have clients, a lot of clients that I work with is we have to help them first start to talk to themselves in a new way that helps them know their value. And then we walk them through a process of healing. And after they've healed, then it's like, so you have all these gifts and talents and now you recognize them. How do you want to use them in the world? Where will you go? What, what work will you do? What business will you stand up? And it's only after we've gotten through the healing process first and understanding there are people, some people like you're not, not everyone's going to be able to go like my bully, my mom is a punisher, which is another one of the characters. And so she's, she gives the silent treatment all the time. Like that is her weapon of choice. And I'm not going to change my mom. I just know that when she gets ready to do that, it's my time to exit. Hmm. And that's the boundary I put in place is when she gets ready to step into her punisher character it's my time to say it was great seeing you i'll see you later i gotta go i gotta get off the phone and that's the boundary and and understanding that you can step into that power and that power can exist within you in any setting with anyone allows a lot of people that i've worked with a lot of clients to go wait a minute then i don't have to do this job like i actually never wanted to do this job i was doing this job because my parents wanted me to do this job i started this business because i thought that's what people do and it's like well if that's not what you want to do then what do you really want to do what is your right. passion what is your purpose yeah and i have seen people make more money more shifts be happier less stress blood pressure reduced by going through the healing process mm-hmm. oh yeah it's it's huge i mean there's a lot of people that need to get healed healed uh, just in this day and age. And yeah, it's kind of like that. Oh, it's adulting. I'm just going to power through. And it's like, you don't have to, because when you get healed, yeah, that's where all the, those great results come from. You know, your business starts to skyrocket, your yeah. relationship gets better. You start to feel happier just in general and you become more confident. And that's a, uh, that's a beautiful gift that you offer people. Um, I want to know what are the, the, um, I was going to say three, but I don't know if there's three, what are the different kind of personalities or personas that bullies have because you said there's like the punisher you know there's different oh yeah i've got five five of them yeah let's hear let's hear what they are and yeah and five is like the number of grace so that's why i love five so the first is the deceiver and deceivers intentionally hold back information as a way to control you and you know you've encountered a deceiver when you start asking questions because there's an intuition like there might be something more to this and they you're met with anger or frustration I like to say they bird up on you like, oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) right. Yeah. (laughs) The second one is the hoarder. And I see this a lot as I work with corporations and people in human resources. A lot of managers can be hoarders and a hoarder sees your gift and talent and they don't want anyone else to have it. Mm. So this happens when people are getting ready to go for another job. And they're like, wait, but you can't leave. I need you. What will I do without you? That's the hoarder. Mm. The minimizer, they get joy out of making you feel small. And it is like a drug. Like you'll see it escalate over time because they need the high. You're doing something, you're just going about your day. And all of a sudden they're like, they're coming for you and they're going to do something to undercut you in some way. Mm. And then they like it. The fourth one is the punisher, as I talked about. And punishers, withhold access as a way to punish you for being who you are. So they may seek you out because you're honest, James, and they may say, hey, James, I need your opinion on this. And then you give your opinion. And then before you know it, they're giving you the silent treatment or they're like, I didn't ask you for all that. Or they're frustrated with you. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, you asked me. Like, 
I'm doing the thing that you asked me for. And so that's how you know when you've encountered a punisher is because they, they're doing that. They're coming to you for the thing. You give them the thing and then they're making you feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. And then the last is the taker. And online, social media, we see a lot of takers. Takers infringe on others' moments of joy and make them feel bad about something good. And so online, what that looks like is people are posting, I did this, I made this sale, I got this client. And other people are like, how come you're the one doing that? That never happens for me. I tried the same thing and I didn't get those results. And they constantly undercut someone as they're trying, as not as they're trying, as they're doing the thing. And the other person is like, well, that didn't happen for me. And so they take the person's moment, almost like taking the mic and going, not your story, my story. Right. Yeah. Wow. I can already think of many people (laughs) and just my life experience that, yeah, are like the the minimizers and punishers and all that. That's really cool. I really like that framework. Uh, Can so my question is: Can people? Can one person embody more than one, if not all, of these? Yes. And they tend to almost go what I've seen as I've studied this. And I really started looking at this because I love studying and teaching conflict resolution. And I wanted to know how the conflict modes show up as characters. And so we can be in a conversation and someone can move through all five of them. Or they have a go-to. They start out as a deceiver. And then when the deceiving and they get all big and they're burning up, then they take, then they become the taker. And now let me make you feel bad about this too. So yeah, you can watch people's personalities and their characters come alive throughout a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting perspective. I really like it. This is cool. Um, Yeah, this is awesome. So we're going to start wrapping up. And uh, this is the last question that I really like to ask is every question that I ask is kind of all over the place, or not all over the place, but it can get, like be tailored to each person. But this is like a for sure question that everybody gets asked. You may or not know it. I don't know, but we're going to find out. So the all question right. is, um, Rashana, what is your MPI? What's the massive positive impact that you want to see, create, or be a part of in this world? Yeah, I want to help people discover guard and give their awesomeness to the world. Mm. That's it. That's what I want to do. I want to make sure because ultimately what good is a gift that's never given. Right. Everyone has a gift. They have inner awesomeness. And because there are circumstances that happen, people don't want to give it. But ultimately, it's only good when you give the gift. So give the awesomeness. Right. Beautiful. Yeah. Give your awesomeness, people. Listen to that. Yeah. Cool. Well, this is uh this has been super fun. I really like your your take on bullying and just the how it spills into other areas. Cause you know, people realize what they're capable of after going through this, this healing of kind of this trauma or frustration that they have with this bully and realizing it. So you do amazing services in this world. So thank you for everything that you do. Thank yeah. you, James. I appreciate it. Thanks cool. for having me on today. Yeah. Where can people find you? So you can find me on Facebook as giver of awesomeness and on Instagram as giver of awesomeness and on LinkedIn as Roshana Price. Cool. Love it. Right on, guys. Well, don't forget to shine your light and keep up your awesomeness. Right on. Okay, thank you for hopping on to MPI Radio. If you guys want to learn anything more about me, James Allen, just go to jamesallencoaching.com. That is the hub. Everything you need to know is right there. Cool. Uh, Roshana, thank you so much for being on here again, and uh, peace out.